you love to travel and save money? Or do you wish you could travel but money is holding you back? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I show you how to fly your family free forever using my simple fly free formula. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. My family of four has mastered the art of flying free as simply as possible since 2015, and I want to show your family how to do it too. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Families Fly Free podcast. So this week, we are going to talk about Disney because I know I have so many families come to me. That is one of their top goals is to take their family to Disney World or to take them multiple times to Disney World. And I know I have some readers and followers um, who go multiple times a year. And my family likes Disney as well. We usually go about once a year, either Disney World or Disneyland. We tend to rotate between the two of them. And because I have so much interest in this through all throughout the month of February inside my family's Fly Free Members Program, we're going to be focusing on all things Disney. So how to fly free there, how to stay free there, what our top tips are. So I thought we would kick things off today by bringing a Disney expert on the podcast. So joining us today is Leah Altheiser of the Budget Mouse website and podcast, and she also runs the Frugal South blog and website as well. So welcome, Leah. Hi, Lynn. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So why don't you start by by telling us a little bit about yourself and, and your sites and podcast? Sure. Well, first and foremost, I'm a Disney fan or <laughs> fanatic. Well, you better be. <laughs> I, I am. So that started at age seven when I went to Disney World the first time with my family. And um, many decades later, I'm not going to say how many, but many later, I'm still a Disney fan and I go, hmm, I don't know, a normal years, four to five times a year um, oh. live in North Carolina. And so getting there isn't too difficult. I fly almost always really and I'll fly free almost always yay. <laughs> so yay <laughs> for that but um gosh I've been blogging for five and a half years I think and I started with the frugal south which is about money saving tips for everyday life and affordable family travel and so some of the family travel that I wrote about there was Disney World and I found that that really took off and a couple of years later, I made a second site that I branched off from the Frugal South, and that is the Budget Mouse, which is just about how to go to Disney World on a budget. And um, it's wonderful. And so, yeah, and then I have a, the Budget Mouse podcast. And then um, tell us about your family. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I have um, a daughter who is just turned eight, and my husband and I live, uh, we've lived in North Carolina for 10, 11 years. And um, we have lots of pets. We're animal people. So we have an outdoor cat, a guinea pig, five chickens, and now three horses. Oh my goodness. <laughs> quite a menagerie. So we live on some acreage and we have them all here with us, or we will soon. The, the horses are moving here soon from my mother-in-law's barn where they've been. So anyway, cool. we're busy with critters a lot and travel normally. <laughs> Yeah. What do you do with your critters when you're traveling? We have someone come and take care of them really. I mean, we have to at this point. So, um, you know, I used the trusted house sitters site last year 
um, where you kind of swap out and um, people will come and stay here for free in exchange for a place to stay. And it's a lot of like nomad people and um, digital nomads who travel for work and um, what have you. So it's really fun. That's actually a fun site because you can also stay at other people's places who need house sitters. And it's all, it's almost always pet sitters. They need someone to take care of their cats or uh-huh. their dogs or what have you. But um, it's nice. I mean, cause you can travel abroad even for free and have a free place to stay. So that's a cool place. Cool. So what, in your opinion, um, would be the best time of year to visit? And I'm just going to add, like, we don't generally go, you know, um, we go on school when school's out of session, but I have not been in probably 10, 15 years where there weren't crowds almost every time of year, like even in February. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, the, the so, best time we ever went, we actually went on our honeymoon. Eight. That was 20 some years ago. Um, yeah. But that was early October. And that was probably the quietest we've ever seen Disney World. That the fall is an awesome time to go. So I have a post on the blog that's the best times to go. And it's based on cost, crowds and weather. Because like, to me, those are all equally important. Yeah. Like right? we're not going in July, not happening. Correct. I mean, I think I went 10 years without ever going in the summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause I'm like, no, too. I don't want to do yeah. that. Um, the only reason I went in the summer then was like a big attraction opened and I had to go and check it out. But um, so my, fi- my favorite times to go um, tend to be at the end of September. That's my all time favorite time to go. Okay. The reason perfect being, weather then. Well, it's hot. Is it? I mean, yeah, it's very hot, but we like to spend a lot of time at the pool. So it's perfect pool weather, mm. right? It's in the upper 80s to 90, like awesome pool weather. Um, it is hot in the parks, but like for us, we tend to go to the parks first thing in the morning mm-hmm. and then eat lunch at the parks and then come back to the hotel for the afternoon and then go back out to dinner and maybe go back to the parks in the evening. So we avoid that hottest part of the day anyway. Right. So that's when we want to be at the pool. So for us, that's an awesome time of year. You get low rates. So for both booking hotel rooms direct through Disney or for renting DVC points, it's one of the cheapest times of year to go. Um, you also get food and wine festival at Epcot, which is mm. a must do for us. We're big fans of the festival my husband in particular like he's not going unless it's that festival oh wow um, we we gravitate towards the end of September but it is hot and like if you want to get to the parks at the the open and stay all day till close do not go that time of year it's too hot to do that really Mm -hmm. um now if you wanted to do that my pick is for the first week of November because it's much cooler pleasant in the parks you will likely still get some pool days um, I'd say more often than not, you will get pool days again, low crowds. That's not a popular time to go and you still get the end of food and wine festival. So I like that time of year a lot too. Um, we love time, Halloween too. Like that's one of my favorite times to go to Disney is I love their Halloween is, decor. It's so fun. And it's gotten really to be a popular time of year. It has, so if yeah. you're looking for low crowds, not a good time. Um, right. People love Mickey's very merry or not so scary Halloween party. Um, it's really popular to go to that now. So it has got, uh, October has gotten to be a popular month, like probably 10 years ago it wasn't, but the popularity Mm -hmm. of that party has made October more crowded than September. But, um, 
not as crowded as the holidays or, or spring break or whatever, but it's a pretty popular time of year to go. They also, you know, we're doing free dining in October for a long time. And so that was like, woo, got to go for free dining. And then it got to be a popular time of year to go. So and I'd say like, we've, <laughs> we've been at spring break and over fall break. And I would say they're equally busy. Yep. Definitely. Definitely busy. Yeah. Busy times. Um, I avoid all times like that. I try to, since I have flexibility, like I, my job is flexible and we homeschool my daughter so we can pretty much go. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, we go with the times when <laughs> no one else goes, mm-hmm. right? But if you're limited to a school schedule, oof, that's a hard one. I mean, I, you're like, I don't know. So schools have fall breaks, right? Right. And, and so that is, I don't know. I don't know if there's more schools that have a fall break at a certain week, but I think if you are in a school that has a little bit off week, that that's a great time to go. Well, like that is when we typically go, yeah. but I'll tell you like the whole state of Indiana yeah. is down there <laughs> yeah. over fall break, <laughs> which fills up the parks. Yeah. Um, right. So it, it really is about as busy as spring break. Cause we we've tried both um, in our experience and it's, it's just busy and, and, I think it was January the last time we went like over a winter and it was over that holiday weekend. And yeah. that was really busy. It is. And I would just yeah. offer, we also almost froze to death one day. Yes. yes. <laughs> I've had that experience as well. It does get cold at Disney but World. Did, I have a question that day that it got so cold, did the crowds dissipate? It was weird. It was like one of those things like we're, it was in the afternoon, like we got all this wind and it started yeah. getting really cold. So, um, I don't think they did. I remember oh, standing in the line to get on spaceship earth and thinking we were, and it was long and that, yeah. you know, typically you can get on that pretty quickly, but it was long and we were freezing and we didn't That's have a wind right tunnel clothes, right there you know? too. That's the yeah, exactly. wind tunnel. Okay. Yes. Yes. Totally. <laughs> okay. Well, those are, those are great tips on, um, when, when to visit. Um, so you mentioned the vacation rental point. So this is a thing that I have never figured out how to do. So I would love for you just to kind of give us the broad strokes of what that is and why it saves you money. Oh, I would love to. It's my favorite way to stay at Disney World. (laughs) And honestly, it's the only way we could afford to go to Disney World for a long time. So um, what it is, is that Disney has this timeshare program called Disney Vacation Club. And you can spend a ton of money and buy into the vacation club and you get a set amount of points when you buy in, you buy in to a certain level of points. Like, okay, I'm going to buy 180 points that I get every year, get 180 points deposited into my vacation club account. Well, many people find that they overestimate how much they're going to use their points and they end up with extra points. So what they do is try and find someone who's interested in renting. I mean, essentially you're really buying the points from them and using them for your vacation, but people say renting, renting the points and using them for a vacation. So vacation club owners can make reservations in anyone's name at any resort that has availability any time of year. They're not limited to a certain week, like some timeshares. So basically people will put an ad up and say, hey, I have 50 points to rent out. Um, they're good. There's this time frame that they're good for. They're good from January to December of 2021. And I'm going to charge 15 or let's say $18 a point now, which is probably more realistic because they're in demand, um, $18 a point. And so then you, as a person who is interested in taking a Disney vacation, um, can either 
book this trip directly with the owner saying, hey, I want to pay for your points and use it for a trip in March to Animal Kingdom Lodge. Or you can go through a broker who basically matches you with an owner who has the right amount of points for the trip that you want to take. Am I making sense so far? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, because I know the ins and outs of Disney Vacation Club, and I was an owner in Disney Vacation Club for a long time, I have people that I rent points from directly. Mm -hmm. For the first time when you do this, you either are going to have to get like an like an associate's degree in Disney Vacation Club yourself, yeah. or you can go through a broker who can do everything for you. And for most people, that is the way to go the first time to try it out, see if you like the point rental system, if you like the resorts and whatever. Um, I recommend David's vacation rentals. And I have two posts. One is on the Frugal South, one's on the Budget Mouse about renting DVC points that like step-by-step -step walks you through the process and what to expect, what to expect to pay, where all you can stay, everything like that. So I can- okay, I'll link to those, those in the show yes. notes. Yes, because I mean, in terms of saving a ridiculous amount of money on a Disney vacation, this is the way to do it. I'll give you an example. Yeah. Um, we love to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge. That is our hands down favorite resort for my family. Um, they have DVC rooms that are about the same size as a hotel room, but generally a little bit bigger. They have a queen bed and then a pullout couch and a little kitchenette and balconies, some of which overlook the savannas. Um, we booked one of these, their value studios. We booked one of them for the last time my husband went, which was 2019, September of 2019. And we paid $130 a night for this room, which when you book this room through Disney, it's $500 a night. Wow. Um, but renting points, we got it for $130 a night. I mean, it's insane the amount that you can save if you know, or go through a broker who knows how to find the best deals. Um, so there's a lot to know about it. Like there's different seasons with Disney Vacation Club where things are cheaper. There's all these different sizes of units. And you, it, like I say, it's a lot to understand. So I recommend for the first time people going through a broker and then you can kind of start to understand it. And then maybe you can venture out and book it yourself with someone who puts ads up there's various forums where people list points they have to rent um, and what have you. So um, it's just a way to save a ton of money and stay at Disney deluxe resorts for right. less sometimes than what you pay at a value resort. So yeah, that's great. Like we often, amazing. we love the um, Port Orleans Riverside, but we have found just, just for the ambiance and everything. I love the, it. The rooms are so small now yes. with two boys that are 12 Ooh. and 16, mm, no. even though you're not in there very much. Like the last time we did it, we were like, okay, I don't, we love this resort, but mm, I don't think no. so. So, and we have stayed at like Art of Animation before, which has, like you're saying, the little kitchenette and the fold out yeah. bed and all that. That's so much more comfortable. Yes. So if, yeah, if we could do that at the same price or less then we would pay for, um, Riverside, you know, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm also a big fan of the value resorts. Like I love the value resorts, particularly Pop Century and All-Star Movies. They're my favorites. And so connecting rooms at a value resort is my other favorite way to go. Okay. That gives you so much space and it's very affordable. Yeah, that's a good tip. I love okay. connecting rooms at the value resort. <laughs> All right. Any big picture tips for um, avoiding lines in the parks? Um, yes. Um, become a fast pass master. 
So <laughs> I have a book. My husband always does the fast passes. Ooh, it's good. I mean, you can really become somewhat of a ninja with fast pass where you can ride things without waiting. I mean, I, some people get really into it and take it on as a challenge. Like we're not going to wait more than 10 minutes on our vacation and we're going to wow. ride everything. You really can do that if you want to like get your education and fast pass. So I have an ultimate guide to fast pass on the budget mouse. That is a great resource and it has a free printable fast pass cheat sheet, which shows you which attractions in the parks take fast pass and which ones to prioritize for fast pass. So, I mean, I would say definitely that. Okay. to avoid waiting in line, um, wake up early. I mean, it's still, someone asked me before I went in November, like, do we still have to rope drop? Um, yes. <laughs> and rope drop means you have to be there right when they open the parks. Right before the park opens. Yes. Um, so at Magic Kingdom, for example, normally they open Main Street USA an hour before the official park opens so you can stroll around get breakfast mm. shop if you want to and then be ready to go the second that they open up the rest of the park have a plan for what attraction you want to go to first that's called rope dropping you know being there right when the rope drops to rush off to your first attraction so um you can usually ride several attractions in the first hour that the park is open if the park opens at eight you can expect that most people are going to get there at nine and later and only the diehard people are going to be there um, to ride the attractions right at eight. And so, yeah, you got to be Is there, there something early. about like going left when you get in the park instead of right? Yeah, it is mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone tends to go to, right. <clears throat> like to not head to um, the most popular attraction at Rope Drop because you want to basically do what other people aren't doing, right? Right. That's how you not, that's how you avoid <laughs> waiting in line. So Make a plan to ride that other attraction with a fast pass or at the end of the night, like I said about getting in line right before the park closes um, and go and hit up some like medium level rides during that first hour that the park is open because you'll get to ride like four of them, mm -hmm. right? And then you can use your fast passes on the most popular attractions or wait until the end of the night if you want to do that to ride it or just skip it because I mean... <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I don't need to do that, right? I mean, I'll wait until it's less popular or there's something else or whatever. But um right. Because typically if you go often, you know you'll yes. you'll be back again, you know. Totally. And just a good thing to know, whether it's your first trip or whatever, is that there it's impossible to do it all at Disney World. You're going yeah. to have to make choices about what you want to do and not do. So prioritize what's most important, but don't think like, oh, I'm not gonna do it all that way. You're never gonna do it all. I have <laughs> been going for 30 years. I have been 35 times. I don't even know how many times, 40 times. I don't know. I haven't done it all. Like it's impossible. Like they're always creating new things and like there's tours and there's all these things. I mean, there's even attractions I have never experienced. So anyway, don't think like, oh God, I'm not gonna do it all. You're not. <laughs> yeah, just right. Give that up before you yes, give that You'd up. be dead if you Let were able to go. do it all. <laughs> right. Let that go. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. I, I, I could go on with this all day long I asking know. you questions. So I better better move it along here. But um, yeah. so tell us about, you know, you mentioned you got you guys do fly free mm -hmm. when you go to Disney. So tell us your um how you do that. Yeah. Well, we're big Southwest people. So yes, we do. um yeah, because Southwest flies on stop from Raleigh to um, Orlando. So, I mean, I try and get a lot of points from referring other people, honestly, like, um, I refer people through my site to yeah. the credit card and uh, thereby earn a lot of points, but I've had friends 
who are able to earn points every year just referring their family and friends like word of mouth and they don't have a site and they're able to get a lot. So, I mean, you can get points by obviously signing up for the credit cards, which you cover extensively so well. <laughs> um, and I have like a spreadsheet where I time out when I'm going to sign up for a new Southwest credit card, which ones I've closed, when I close them, like I'm a big geek about it. I do the same things I'm sure that you do where I, you know, um, strategically open cards and I earn from referrals. And then I try to double the use of them with companion pass when I can and yada, yada. So, so yeah, yeah so if you've got a family of three, right? Yes. yes. So one's always flying on companion pass and you're only paying for two of you. Correct. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> It's wonderful, right? And, yeah. and they're flying on points, which I didn't pay for. Exactly. So yeah. Yes. Really that great. makes it so much, you know, you just book everyone else on points and your yeah. companion flies free. So, yeah. um, and that's because. Southwest flies tons to Orlando. It's very yeah. easy to fly free to Disney on Southwest. It totally is. I can't wait to have you on my podcast and you can tell all my listeners about how to do it because I think their minds are going to be blown. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot that people just don't realize about how yeah. easy it can be if you just know what you're doing. Like yeah. you said, you could get an associate's degree in yes. miles and points. Yes, you could. Or <laughs> you just have someone tell you how to do it really easily. Right? Yes. Take the shortcut. Yeah. Cause we've already, we've done all the legwork. We know. Yes. How to um, okay. One more question and then, and then we'll wrap this up. But um, since we're talking about credit cards, so I've talked about on my podcast before credit cards are the easiest ways to earn miles and points to travel free. It's yeah. not the only way, like um, there's plenty of other ways to earn points too, but so Disney has these visa cards. I'm just curious about your opinion on if those are worth getting or not. Yeah. So I have one and it is not going to earn you the most in um, a sign-on bonus, but it has really nice perks. Mm -hmm. um, so let me think of some of the perks. I have a post on my blog about should you get it or not? And so I just am I'm honest about it and say, you know, if you want the most, the biggest sign-on bonus, it's not the best, but it but does. But you can use like the sign-on bonus to get like park tickets or, yes. right? Yeah, so it's enough to really do that. Dollars. Yeah, it's very easy to do that. So I use mine for food because, you know, I like to eat at Disney World. And so I use my Disney reward dollars. They, they get loaded onto a reward card and then you use that like a credit card in the parks. I oftentimes though, just use it to pay off my room charges at the end of my stay because you can use it for that. So I go and put everything on my magic band, charge everything back to my magic band, yes. which is super dangerous. And then at the end of the trip, I go and um, pay the bill off at the hotel desk with my Disney reward visa and then like gift cards that I bought at a discount and try to do it all with that. And then if not, then with a credit card, but, um, so some of the perks are a nice photograph that you can get with characters as a special meet and greet for Disney Vacation Club members. I'm sorry, for Disney Reward Visa members that is um, in all of the parks now, maybe not at Animal Kingdom, I think. No, they're just at Hollywood Studios and Epcot um, where you can get a print of your um, picture of your character meet and greet. And so that is really a nice perk. They offer a ton of discounts for um, sometimes resorts, they'll offer resort only discount. I just saw a few come out for Disney. It was for Aulani, but if you have a Disney reward visa, you can get a special discount at Aulani. You can get discounts at the shop Disney. So I get, um, 
I think a 10% discount every time I shop at Shop Disney, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Um, there are discounts for dining. So if you pay for your card at certain dining locations, you'll get 10 to 20% off. And so I use the heck out of that. I mean, yeah, that's, that's like mm-hmm. valuable to me. All I have to do is pay with that card and I get 10% off. I mean, you know, food at Disney adds up quickly. Yes. So dining mm-hmm. discounts and merchandise discounts are awesome with that card. And there's more that I'm forgetting. I did not review the discounts. I should have. Okay. Well, we can link to that too, but, but bottom yeah. line is you feel like it's worth getting. So that yeah, was, I mean, if I you're going to, if you're going to go and um, yeah, it's great. I mean, it, like I said, it's, it's not going to be the most on a sign-on bonus, but it, it says other perks are valuable to you, then it is worth it, right? Right. And, and I would advise folks, it is a chase card. Yes. So chase yes. limits you to that. You can only um, get their cards if you haven't opened five or more new cards in the last 24 months. So they won't approve you if you have five new cards of any type in the last 24 months. So you just want to make sure that you get all the chase cards that you mm-hmm. want first. Um, and I recommend getting your, if you want to do a Southwest cards that you do those first um, mm-hmm. to make sure you get a companion pass. So these might want to be ones that you would add a little bit later, but just be aware that it, it's um, one of your five, five twenty-four cards as we throw around in travel hacking. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, we know that term. All right. Well, this has been awesome. We'll have to have you on for a part two, because I have many more questions that I wanted to ask you, but um, so thanks for great tips for filling us in on what it's like to travel there right now. And um, just tell us where we can find you online and on social media. Yeah. Well, first, thank you for having me on. It was wonderful. And um, my sites are thebudgetmouse.com and thefrugalsouth.com. And on social media, I'm mostly at the Budget Mouse. That's my handle on Instagram and um, Facebook and Pinterest. I pin a ton of Disney tips okay. on Pinterest. So if you're a Pinterest person, find me there and follow. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm not that active on Instagram, but I like it, but I just don't have the energy for it. I've been trying to spend more time on it and it's, it's worn me out in just yeah. 30 days. So yeah. And the budget mouse podcast, you can find anywhere you listen to podcasts. You just search for it. All right. Perfect. All right. And if you are interested in learning more about Disney and how to fly free there and stay free there, um, tune in next month to my Families Fly Free members program. If you want to learn more about that, it's at familiesflyfree.com slash join. And um, we hope to see you on the next podcast. Ready to fly your family free? Come join me inside my Families Fly Free program, where you get my simple step-by-step plan and my personal help so you can make more priceless travel memories with your family before your kids leave home. Visit familiesflyfree.com join. That's familiesflyfree.com join to learn more and get started flying free today.